Hey everyone, it's Rebecca Ruber here with Inside the Ring, and today on the show we have a 22-year-old boxer who was born in Union City, New Jersey, but was raised in Puerto Rico. He's continuing to build his name in the ring and has a record of 14 wins, zero losses, and two draws, 12 by way of knockout. We have Joseph Blessed Hands Adorno. Welcome to the show, Joseph, and thanks so much for joining me. How you doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? How you feeling? Feeling good, you know, feeling good, just ready to fight. Well, I would love to start with you from the very humble beginnings. When did you pick up your first pair of gloves and why? Uh, to be honest, I don't know when it was, but I just know it was my, my father used to box. He used to box out back in Puerto, um, Puerto Rico. And, you know, they, like from the pictures I've seen and stuff like that, you know, I was pretty young, like a year or two, just with, a, with boxing gloves on. It was like pretty big gloves, you know, so I have, they have plenty of pictures of me. So, you know, it's been, it just, I guess it just runs in the family, to be honest. Well, speaking of which, um, I know that your father co-manages and co-trains you along with Robert Garcia, who was known as the Boxing Writers Association of America's 2012 Trainer of the Year. So how did you end up connecting with someone like Robert Garcia? How did that happen? So actually it was through, through Robert Garcia's son. Oh, how, uh, how did that happen? Uh, he seen me on, uh, I posted a video of me on, you know, uh, one of the fights I had, we just 16 years old. I went to the National Golden Gloves and was competing against grown men. Mm -hmm. And then the first night I gave a, a crazy knock. Sorry for the light, but this light is just turns on and off by itself. I don't know why. I don't know. It's a little spooky for around Halloween. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, know how I feel about that. that. I don't know why it does that. <laughs> so, so yeah, you know, I posted, uh, I posted a video first night. Uh, gave a crazy knockout. Second night for the 27-year-old. Dropped him, stopped him as well. And, you know, it just, in that tournament, a lot of, a lot of fans, well, yeah, a lot of fans got to know me better. You know, I was posting on Instagram, stuff like that. I was only 16 years old, so, you know, I, I wasn't big on the on networks and stuff like that. So, you know, he seen me, he seen the videos, reached out to me. Uh, we sat down and we talked and from, from there, we you know, that's how it all worked out. Well, I feel like even though boxing is known as one of the loneliest sports in the world, I feel like it really does take a village to create a fighter. And I think that the relationship between a boxer and his coach and his corner in general is really important. So the first time you met Robert Garcia, did you know right away that you guys were going to hit it off and that you guys were going to have a very successful career going forward? Well, to be honest, the first time I met him, I didn't notice. Why? Because I was shy. Oh, okay. So I, was, so I was a little nervous, you know, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what the plans are, what we're doing. So, you know, it was, it was, it was something new, you know, I never had somebody, I never had such a, a, a great person, you know, with a big name next to me, just talking to me one-on-one. -on -one. So, you know, it felt, it felt like a little awkward, you know, I was shy, I wasn't talking much, mm -hmm. but with, within the years, you know, and, and months that passed by, you know, we definitely, you got to see the development and stuff like that. So that was six years ago and a lot has happened in the past six years. If you were to go back to, if you can go back in time and talk to your 16 year old self, would there be any words of advice you give yourself or would you kind of want to keep things the way they turned out today? I mean, I'll, I'll tell myself, don't lose the hunger like I did. You know, tough times, tough things and tough times are gonna come through mm -hmm. and it's gonna happen, you just gotta keep pushing. And, you know, mistakes I did, you know, in the, with, with boxing, you know, I lost the love for it. 
lost a lot of love for it, you know, and wasn't training right, proper way. So, you know, just, I'll tell myself to just keep on motor, keep yourself focused and motivated, and, you know, and things will, will work out for you better. So you feel like you pretty much burnt out at one point in, in your boxing career. Was this amateur or pro? Yeah, it was, well, to be honest, it started as, I started boxing at six years old. That was my first fight, six years old out wow. in Puerto Rico. So, you know, I've been boxing, you know, I had no, like, I had no infant life, you know. I, I was always training, you know, because boxing is a is a is an all year round sport. So you know, I seen friends go to go go to go to parks, go to pools with their family, enjoy enjoy, you know, enjoy the time with with family and stuff. While me, I was in the gym losing weight for tournaments, yeah. doing other stuff. So you know, when I got to the age of sixteen, I told my dad and my mom. I said, yo, I don't want, I, I don't want to do this no more. Either I go pro, or I'm done doing it. Because you know, at 16, that's when all my friends are going out, hanging out. You know, that's when that's when things start getting you know it's fun. Yeah, for sure. So, you Is know, there... and then oh no, keep going, keep going. I have a question. And then for for me, for me, it was just like, oh, Joseph, let's go over here. Oh, I can't, I can't. I gotta go train. Oh, I can't because I gotta do this. Oh, I can't because I fight in the morning, so I gotta keep training. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was like getting to me. But yeah. that's why, so I told my mom, I was like, yo, my five, five, either I quit or because I, I don't feel, I don't feel like I didn't have the love for it. And I was in the amateurs. Wow. So was, do you think there was a moment of time where you were either in the ring or you were reflecting back on your amateur career and you realized like this was what you were meant to do. You were meant to go pro and, and have a longstanding career in the ring. Oh uh, yeah. Because even though I say, I always said, you know, my, my, I was, I never had a goal on going to the Olympics because my style of boxing, I know my style of boxing wasn't an an Olympian boxing. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm more of a pro fighter, but um, you know what I'm saying? So it's different. You know how there's gold medalists that don't make nothing in pro boxing. Very true. Yeah. I had to wait for the 2020 Olympics in order to go. Wow. So I had to wait four more years. So I told I told my mom I just can't do it. Four more years of just this without getting paid, like just I'd rather just go pro. Yeah. And, you know, and I and I thank myself for making that decision because look what happened with the 2020 Olympics. They got pushed back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they hand selected the the fighters to go to the Olympics. Yeah, one of the people I just interviewed was Antonio Morales, and he was yeah. telling me that you know at this point he's like I want to go pro because I want to start getting paid for this. You know, he's yeah, so much time, it's, it's, so much blood, sweat, tears. You guys deserve that. It's like you train, you train as a pro for the amateurs and you're not getting paid for it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not everyone's dream to go to the Olympics. That's actually interesting that we talked about that because I want to transition into you going from amateurs to pros. Do you feel like your style has changed a lot since going pro? Or do you feel like, like you were saying, you always kind of fought like a pro fighter um, so there really wasn't any need for uh, improvements. Uh, I always fought like a pro fighter, to be honest. I was a, a little kid, you know. I, I had a lot of stoppages. I had 65 knockouts wow. as an amateur. So, but yeah. You know, it, it got to a point where, where I feel like I was stuck with the same, like, training. Mm-hmm. And I just... And within years, it's been years of my career, you know, of the same training, same training, same training. So like I said, in the amateurs, I was getting, I was getting bored of it. Mm-hmm. Once I turned pro, 
you know, everything changed. I had that hunger, you know. I was only 17, you know, with the best car, the best car in, in, in my in my city, basically, going to school in a Mercedes, this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I was, you know, the hunger was there. Yeah. But it got to a point where I didn't see a change from for, for myself. And how last do you think fights. you achieved that, though? How do you think, how, how did you shift from not having motivation Besides the monetary reasons, what do you think motivated you on the inside to push you to where you are today? Uh, the motivation I had was just, you know, I was just, I, I had a, uh, I had brothers, you know, just looking up to me. Mm-hmm. I had brothers look up to me. I had a lot of people behind me, my family and stuff. And, you know, it got me to where I'm at right now. But, you know, um, within years, I think it was like, what, two or three years ago? I was having problems, you know, with my dad training and stuff. So it wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. So then that bad energy from the amateur started coming back. And how did you, and how did you fix that? Did you have to fix that within yourself or was there a lot of communication between people on your team and you to make it right between both of you? Uh, not really, to be honest, it was just communication with my mom. That was the only person I was, I was talking to and telling her how I feel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Because I get along with more with my mom. Me and my mom, we could we could hang out, we go to a club together and have fun. That's how close we are. I love that. So you know, so I was just talking to her how I feel and stuff, and you know, it was just like since you how you said my dad was my co-manager plus trainer. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can't talk to a manager about anything because that's my dad. Yeah, yeah. And that's the that's the person I was just having like bumping my head bumping heads with a mm-hmm. lot. So, you know, going to the gym every day wasn't the same. It was just like, I'm just here to just train and leave. That's it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no love again. And that was my last three fights was like this. I was wow. basically training myself, not training the proper way, um, not running, you know, saying I did run when I didn't. Mm-hmm. And so, wow. you know, and then with, with my last fight, you know, I only trained two weeks for the fight. And it was a big oh, fight. Wow. Yeah. And I only trained two weeks. And, you know, I told myself after that fight, I said, you know, I got to, I got to, if I want to stay in the sport and make it, make it to the next level, I got to, I got to make a change. Has there, since this whole experience and the drama that you've had within, has your mom given you any solid piece of advice or has there been something that you've learned that you can take positive out of this experience that you could share with the listeners? Uh, My mother, my mother told me straight up, she said, I've been seeing it. I didn't want to tell you because it was your father, but you had to bend through what you did. You had to bend. You 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 had to go look for change mm-hmm. because in your face, I see it in your face. You go. You don't. You don't want even want to go to the gym. You go to the gym late and you want to leave early. Mm-hmm. So you know. So we made the change. You know. I now have a a great team, new coach for this upcoming fight. I'm training down here in Florida, so you know, and I'm I'm surrounding myself around big prospects so you know now they're pushing me how did you how did you get into contact with your new team oh with my new team um i'm real i'm real close to um christopher diaz pitufo Mm -hmm. you know we used to we used to train out there in philly before or jersey um cherry hill and you know and me and him basically have not the same style but you know similarities Mm -hmm. to the to the style we fight and you know, and ever since he since he came down here to train out here, 
I've seen a crazy change with with him and like the way he fights and now he's moving and now he's making a miss and this and that. And I'm just like, yo, I just, I'm the only one that's just stuck just being me all the time. You know, I need to change. So I reached out to him and he told me, yo, we ready whenever you want to come, just come and just talk to my coach. So that's what I did. And how long have you been training with them now? Oh, I only, this is my fourth week right now training with them. Wow. Because we got we got we got a call we got a short notice fight, you know. And I was in, I was like I said my last fight was in April, mm -hmm. but after the fight I wasn't training at all. Yeah. Do you Why? think because you I was, that break? But it's like from April to now to kind of like reassess where you're at in your career and then end up finding the team that you have now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, the break I needed, yes, but I should have stood him in, in the gym. Mm. Like, I, I know I should have stood in the gym, but the only gym where I'm from is my dad's. And I didn't want to be in that spot. Okay. I didn't want to go to that gym. Yeah. You know, so I was just at home doing nothing, eating all the time. You know, just going through the stuff I was going through, you know. I wanted to change, but I didn't know what to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just got to a point where I told him, I, I was talking to, the, to to my new coach, um Nelson Rodriguez, and, you know, I don't know when my matchmaker um sent me the fight that you know I talked to him and he said let's do it. And what difference have you seen in yourself as a fighter in these past four weeks since training with your new team? Well, as a fighter, I see a lot. You know, I, I wake up earlier than the actual time we have to go train. You know, wow. I wake up early. Um, before I used to not run. Mm -hmm. I used to run by minutes so i'll do 30 minutes but i'll probably do like one mile in 30 minutes oh wow and now yeah. we run by miles so it's different i see a whole i see i see a whole different me you know now i'm moving around more you know because i always used to fight you i'll take a shot to give my shot mm -hmm. so now they're moving me around changing all that fixing you know we have short camp so you know we can't really do much but with the short camp we have i see a big difference already so I'm, I'm just excited. And do you feel like looking back on your last fight, what is one major thing besides changing your team, which was a pretty big deal, was a pretty big change. Um, what is something that you, that you fixed of yourself in the ring that we're going to see on Saturday, on Friday night? Oh, just not standing still. You know, I used to like, I, I really didn't, I don't like watching my fights. Mm -hmm. Cause I just get anxious. Like I should have done this. I should have done this. I should have done that. Yeah. So I don't really like watching my fights, but the, my new coach made me sit down and watch the fight. So I'm just like, damn, I was like hot sweating. I'm like, I don't, I don't like seeing this. So, you know, a lot of things that I was doing is just standing in front of them without jabbing, no head movement. or just there taking shots to give my shot. Like I was saying, mm -hmm. so, you know, so it's going to be a lot of improvements. You, you guys will see November 5th. I think it's good though that you your new team is getting you out of your comfort zone, making you do things that necessarily you weren't doing before. And I'm really excited to kind of see the the results of these past four weeks, which I feel like are, on average, wouldn't a fight can't be like eight weeks? I mean, four weeks. Yeah, weeks, yeah. But yeah, it it's always it's always right? eight weeks. It's always eight weeks of training camp. But you know, like I said, we got a short call. You know, mm -hmm. we just took the fight. You know, I wasn't doing nothing regardless. So you know, I said, I said, I talked to the coach. I said, you think we could do it in four weeks? He said, I believe in you. Do you believe in yourself? And just with those words, I said, hell yeah, I do. So I just came down here.
That's awesome. Now, we were talking about your new team. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about your younger brother, Jeremy, um, who's 5-0 with one win by knockout. Do you guys still train together or do you guys now train separately? Yeah, now we train separately. You know, he chose his own road. I chose my road. You know, we still talk every day, no matter what. But, you know, Jeremy right there, that kid's a beast, bro. Like, people got to people got to respect him. You know, he's a way talented fighter than I. You know, we had our last fights, we both only trained for two weeks. Wow. And Jeremy's a guy that you could, I'm not lying, you could call our manager or top rank. Jeremy says, I don't want no easy fights. I want undefeated fighters, and I'm going to just beat them up. I don't want no easy fights. And, you know, he was supposed to fight a guy that was 3-0 mm -hmm. for this fight coming up. The guy just pulled out yesterday. No way. So now look, yeah, now they're looking for a new opponent. But the guy just pulled out on him. And, you know, he's just like, I don't want to fight a bum. I just don't want to fight somebody that I'm going to be easy. That's boxing. You never know what the next day holds. It's always something yep. new. You always have to be ready for the worst case scenario. <laughs> I know. Do you look at your brother and see your like a little bit of you and him, or do you guys have completely different fighting styles? Yeah, we have completely different fighting styles. You know, he's softball. I'm not. He's a boxer, counter puncher. You know, I'm just a. I just go forward and just go, and you know, I got power in both hands. You know, I'm not saying he doesn't have power, but you can see it like in the records and stuff. You know, he's more of a slick fighter. You know, if he could beat you with a jab, he gonna beat you with the jab, and that's it. He doesn't care about the knockout. Was there a professional? So, you know, was there a professional fighter you grew up watching that you feel like you kind of took their style and made it your own? Uh, it's, it's funny you just say this because no, my favorite fighter was. It was Floyd, you know, he, he's, a, he's a boxer. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, I, I'm not a boxer, I'm a, I'm a brawler. But, you know, that was my favorite fighter, you know, because the sport of boxing is hit and I get hit. Mm -hmm. But just me, the way I fight, that was not the way I fight. And if I try to do that in fights, you know, I, I don't know how to do it yet. And that's what we're working on now, movements and hit and I get hit. Mm -hmm. Have you, um, have you met, um, have you met a professional fighter that has really, um, has really influenced you in general in your career? Any words of advice that they've given that has really stuck with you? Yeah, I have multiple, multiple fighters, you know, because I've been, you know, I spar with, with war champs and stuff like that. So, you know, they always tell me little stuff, little tricks that I pick up on, you know, sometimes I do forget about them, but, you know, sometimes I, when I do it, I'm like, yo, I remember that he told me this, this and that. So, you know, yeah, there's a lot of fighters. And, you know, right now, like I said, I'm in camp with Christopher Diaz. So, you know, he pushes me. And like, let's say I'm jumping rope and talking. He's, he, he, he warns me, yo, shut up. You fight some. Just work. I want to quickly go back to discussing your last fight. Is a rematch something that you could see in the future between uh, you and Ortiz? I feel like in a, in a rematch... He knows I'll stop him. You know, I only, I only trained for two weeks, you know, and look what I did. You know, everybody knew I was gassed out. Seventh round, I had no power, and I hit him with an uppercut, knocked him out. He was, because they took that knockout from me. That's a knockout. I look at it as a knockout. You didn't see but, it as a slip at all or, like, a little bit off balance? Nah, if you see the punch, he just fell straight forward into the ropes. If the ropes wasn't there and this fight was in the middle of the ring, 
It was just, he was going to fall regardless in the floor. And the sound of just sitting down with my coach, we get a call for the rematch. Get out. November 20th, pay-per-view. We said, hell yeah. And? We didn't take the fight. Was there any any reason why in particular? I don't know. My manager called me back. He said, yep, we didn't take the fight. I said, all right. So we're still on November 5th. Okay. I mean, do you, do you think, even with your belief that you could beat him, especially now with your new team, your new mindset, do you think that we could see that possibly in 2022? Would you, I mean, would you still be down by 2022 to have this fight? I'm down to have a fight with him and, my, and the other guy I had to draw with. Mm -hmm. uh, the other guy I had to draw with, I was supposed to fight him as well. He didn't take the fight. They just, they know, they just, they just know that wasn't, you know, everybody know that wasn't me 100%. Like I said, I was having trouble with those two camps. I was having trouble with my trainings, mm -hmm. you know, and now I'm just here and they push me. I got to train every day like a monster. Well, I mean, we can look back on the past all we want, but right now I want to talk about the future, which is November 5th yes. at Virgin Resort uh, Hotel in Las Vegas, Nevada. Do you know the name of who you are facing on Friday? Because I have tried to look it up and I cannot find out who it is. I don't know his name at all. So you haven't even been able to look at any tape or be able to kind of see what his style is. No, no. I think I think my coach did. Because that's that's another thing about me. I don't like looking at tapes of people on fighting. Why? Why? Because he might fight away that fight. And then when he's going to fight me, he probably do something else. Yeah, I, I like to. I like to just figure it out myself and then just go from there. You know, I let my coach do that. You know, I let, I'll, I'll let him do that stuff. And, you know, he trains me and he just tells me, yo, whenever he throws this, you're going to do this, this, and this. And that's what we're working on. You know, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, I don't, me especially, I don't like watching tapes. Why? I don't know why. I just get, like, anxious. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah. and then I, want, I don't want to expect him to come in one way and then he comes another way. So, you know, okay. I'd rather just see how he comes in the day of the fight. Well, those past two fights where you really weren't feeling 100% yourself. Yeah, no, nah, I wasn't. Were you able to, like, emotionally disconnect and be able to still hear your corner? Or at that point, were you kind of just fending your, for yourself and just listening to only you and what you thought was right in the moment? Yeah, that's, that's that, that, that was a mistake I was making, you know, just listening to myself. And it was, I was just saying to myself, you know, it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Like in that seventh round when I did catch him with the uppercut, I said, it is what it is. You know, I'm going to just go out there and just box. If I lose, I lose. Huh. You know, I would just had that negative. I just had that negative energy on me. Why? Because I knew I didn't train right. And I just didn't have much to give. Well, if you could describe November 5th's fight in one word, what would that be? Different. Different. Hmm. That's very ambiguous. And I'm very ready to see what that word different means uh, come fight night. So uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about this past weekend's fight, uh, Stevenson versus Herring. Um, what were your thoughts on the fight? You know, I, I, on the stoppage, I was surprised. I thought if I was going to go all 12 rounds. But, you know, um, when he stopped him, I was like, whoa. But you know, I knew Stevenson was gonna gonna outbox him no matter what. You know, just the style. He's a he's a his general chip inside of ring is just crazy. Uh, do you think uh, what what do you think Jamal Herring could have done, um, maybe to win some more rounds against Stevenson in that fight? He just had to put the pressure. You know, pressure like he was doing later rounds. Even though 
Shakur was still getting the better part of it. Mm-hmm. He was making it easier, not getting hit so much when he was on the inside. Yeah, yeah. But you know, Shakur's just a beast. Mm-hmm. Um, who do you think Stevenson should fight next after this fight? I mean, it should be Valdez. Valdez said until he gets a fight, a belt. So you know, I think it will be the, the the fight to make unification. Yeah, definitely. So uh, another fight I want to talk about a fight that. I've gotten a lot of shit for the past few weeks from people. Um, the Rollies versus Tank fight, uh, December 4th or 5th. Uh, what are your feelings on that fight? Do you feel like it's a fight worth pay-per-view? Do you feel like it's a fight worth watching at all? Of course we're going to watch it because we all want to see Rollie get knocked out. But, <laughs> you know, a pay-per-view, I don't know about that. You know, pay-per-view is like, I don't know, a fight, you know, but... You know, that's dumb. I know it's pay-per-view because of Tank, not because of Roley. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I said, I mean, he probably could do something, you know, because boxing is boxing, you know? Just one punch could drop you and knock you out. All right. Before we conclude, um, like I was telling you previously, we're going to play a one-minute speed round game. I'm going to ask you a bunch of different questions, um, and you just answer them off the top of your head. Again, this is called Unboxing the Boxer. Okay. If you were a pro fighter, what could you picture yourself doing? A uh, baseball player or an uh, architect. <laughs> Favorite sports team? Um, Red Sox, Celtics, and Boston. What's your favorite food? Oh, damn. Food. I got a lot. All right. Like you weigh in, you get to eat something after. What, what are you eating? What are you going for? I'm going for a nice Baconator with, with cheese and, oh, my God, with some fries and a large Pepsi. A double baconator or a son of baconator? A triple, a triple, double with, 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 with baconator fries. Oof, wait, are you going to get a frosty? Yeah, vanilla frosty so I can dip my nuggets dip in. in. The, yeah, of, of course, of course. That's how it is. That's the only way you can eat a frosty. Uh, favorite movie? Favorite what? Movie. Oh, uh, uh, what's this movie called? I forgot about it. Oh, Bad Boys. Oh, okay, classic. Uh, yeah, favorite cool. musical artist? Uh, I got right now, Meek Mill, Lil Baby, and then Spanish Bad Bunny, Mike Towers. Okay. Uh, favorite boxer at the moment besides yourself? Canelo. Canelo, okay. Biggest fear? Heights. That, that's, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, favorite holiday? Thanksgiving. Thing that annoys you the most? Annoying people. Annoying people. Well, what what can yeah. someone do to annoy you? Like they just keep on talking and they don't shut up. Like like if you ask me something and I already answered you, mm-hmm. why you keep on asking me or trying to still figure out? Like I already told you what's up. That's it. Go. Okay, I feel like that one was a, a, like a little bit subliminal to someone, but we're gonna go to the next question. No, um, no, no. <laughs> I'm saying that's like, let's say I'm right here, right? And then somebody tells me, yo, what time we leaving? And I tell you, we're leaving at four. And then don't come back asking, yo, what time we, we got to go? I just told you at four. Like, why are you even, like, I get mad quickly. Like, I'm a Gemini. So I get mad. I could be happy with you. Okay. And I just, just get mad. You had me at Gemini. Favorite store to shop at any type of store? Full Lager. Full Lager, okay. Yeah, I just love shoes. All right. Um. If you had a first job, what was it? 
I was working at a pizzeria. Okay. Were you making the pizza or were you in the front? I was making the pizza. Like, okay. I know how to make good pizza. Like, I used to throw it up and all and catch it and stuff like that. Was this when you were living in Pennsylvania or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I was 16. Yeah, okay. I was 16. Okay, so I was going to say, you know how to make a good pizza. Okay, I'll trust you. I'll trust you. Yeah, um, I do. Every time right. I go I go to a pizzeria, I'll be like, yo, can I make one, please? And they don't let me, but. I mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. The worst thing they could say yeah. is no. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> favorite song at the moment? At the moment. Something you have on replay. It's it's a it's a new um it's a new artist coming up, Luai. So you know it's a song that he has that with, with Farruko that I just play all over Guerrero. Okay. I haven't heard of that one yet, so I have to look that up. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, just a song that motivates me like in, in, in a different way. For this for this camp, it just keep it was just out of nowhere. It just I just play and I get motivated. Uh, if you have a middle name, what is it? Oh, Mar. What? Mar. M A R. Yeah. Like the planet, but without the S. Yes. And where? I'm very curious. Where did this come from? I don't know. I asked my mom the same thing. I don't know why. <laughs> she just said it goes. She said if you say your name, it just it goes fluently. So I'm like, all right, whatever. Okay, that works. I like different middle names. I, I wouldn't I have expected that. Yeah. Why did you I like wouldn't it? expect. I, I didn't expect you to ask me that. Like, that's weird. You're not the first one to look shook when I've asked that question, though. So yeah, I'm like, oh, middle name. Not everybody asked me for that. But one superpower you would like to have? Visible. Uh, favorite snack? Snack. Popcorn. And country you would love to visit? Mexico, if it's a country, if it's a country, I'm kind of slow. I don't know if Mexico is a country. Did you just ask if Mexico is a country? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Okay. Yes, Mexico is a country. Well, all right. Your last question for today. What is your five-year plan? Where do you see yourself in five years from now? I don't know if I, right now, right now, like the way I'm going, I don't know, probably like living in California, you know, with my, with my kid, just enjoy life like every athlete, you know, every, every successful athlete, mm-hmm. you know, I just see myself that world champion, of course, you know, just happy of life. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me on Inside the Ring. I really appreciate your time. Uh, right now, if you have any social media um, things you want to plug, any your fight you want to plug, this is the time to do it right now. Oh, thank you for, for having me. You know, had a good time, you know, and got to laugh. I never had this much fun in an interview. But yeah, you know, November 5th, you know, ESPN, tune, tune in, you know, another, another great test for me. What a guy that's 21 and three, I believe. Oh, wow. From Argentina. Don't really know his name. I just know that info. But, you know, you can follow me on Instagram, real Joseph Adorno. And, you know, just, just show the world what, I, what I'm what I made of. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And we'll talk soon. Best of luck. Thank you.